Welcome to the week 11 edition of the Martin Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Don and Joe Martin. Hi, everyone. So those were some pretty nice hand gesticulations. Our audience can't see that, though. What? I thought that all of this is uh, video recorded. I've, I've done so many things for the audience. They haven't we been able will, to Yeah, we haven't gotten up on YouTube yet, but um, we are recording on Zoom, so we see each other, but the, the audience can't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I have some apologies to, to, to give to Andy and to Tim and um, to Jordan, so I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so there we go. <laughs> Today we are filming from new locations. Well, Joe, I guess you're not quite yet. I'm in down in Florida, um, sunny Naples, Florida, for a couple of weeks doing Thanksgiving with the in-laws. And Joe, you're heading off on a trip somewhere as well. Is that right? Yeah, to Wisconsin to see McKellen's family and then Minnesota. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. We're trying to hit them up for Thanksgiving so we don't see them. We're not going to, well, not so if we don't see them for Christmas, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a nice kind of fun little podcast here today as we get ready for the Thanksgiving holidays. Um, Joe, why don't we just dive right in to a delicious dish, our week 10 recaps. Delicious dish? Is that what we're going to call well, it now? Okay, great. Um, I'm trying to do a little thing. Theme stuff deli- here. You know. Deli dish. Okay, so we have, um, we have two people who uh, did not win, but if they would have had their optimal lineups, they would have won. Uh, Brian, this is the second week in a row against you. He he played like every wrong player. Like not just like one or two, like three or four. Like he he butchered it. I know. I'm trying to look. Brian, that was, I mean, it's not, maybe not his fault, but maybe it is. Um, well, the big—I'm sorry, I just got punched. The biggest one is he started Leonard Fournette over Ronald Jones. Oh, geez, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, out of nowhere, Ronald Jones got all the carries again, including a 98-yard touchdown. <laughs> so that was a—that was a really big swing there, as well as um, what was the other one? Chase Claypool, who he left—he had 19.3 points on the bench, and he could have started him over Robbie Anderson, who got him 4.1. So. Pretty big swings, but yeah. So he had four on his bench out of the out of the eight players that he could have switched. But and then the other one is me, which is a dagger. I mean, possibly. My goodness, I'm just yeah. Because um, I lost by what three points or something like that. And um, I'm trying to look to see who who was my biggest mistake. Uh, you well, Malcolm Brown over Henderson. I mean, I don't know if I would. I was actually thinking about starting Josh Reynolds uh, over Robert Woods. I was thinking about it, and I, that would have done it for me as well. So that probably would have been my. That, yeah. Yeah, I think next year we can institute a new rule for thinking points. You know, if you if you think about oh, it hard yeah. enough, that can be worth a couple points. Yeah, how many people are going to submit their thinking points per week, Don? Yeah, like I was thinking about this. So if this actually mm-hmm. works out better, I think we're on to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that consolation prize. Great. Uh- <laughs> you, Joe, were also one of 
two teams this week that had six players in single digits. Nick joined you there as well. So just kind of a brutal week from top to bottom for both of your teams. Nick? Well, Nick, um, he was the fifth highest scorer still, and he did not get a win. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, just in general, I, I was texting Evan, and it just seemed like a bad fantasy week. It just There was a lot of just bad plays. I don't know. But my team, why would you say that? This is like, I got the high score. I was feeling good. I'm actually, when we talk about the years, uh, I put my challengers division, like, I'm riding high here. Just because okay, you well, didn't do so. The average points, Don, <laughs> the average points for our league this week, um, let's see what it was. Oh, no. It was 86.2. That Ooh. has one of the lowest that we've ever had as a league. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So, you know, Nick, though, I mean, Nick was the fifth highest scorer. He, as we kind of talked about, I mean, Kyler Murray had a huge game. He actually barely outperformed Josh Allen, who Kyle Bash had. And then Josh Jacobs had 27. So, between those two, let's do some quick math here. That's 56, 57.5. 57.5 of his 87 points were those two players. So the remaining 30 points went to the other six. On average, they scored five. So he was just really top-heavy there. Um, pretty tough. It's kind of like Evan's past few weeks where Dalvin Cook has just scored 20 or 30% of his points. Yeah, I've got a couple of other sad stats. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, One's about yeah. Evan's team. Yeah, so Evan <laughs> – well, first of all, not, not only did you lose to Andy, who ever since he started to declare he was he was tanking, has now won two in a row, right. and has <laughs> got a great shot at sneaking into the playoffs. And when you're in the playoffs, who knows? A couple things break the right way, and you're in the money. But his team had one touchdown between all eight of his players, and that was a rushing touchdown by his tight end, Johnny Smith. Oh, now, yeah. Well, that's what he's probably relying on. So, yeah. Uh-huh. And, they, and the other sad one, which I didn't go back and verify if this is the only time this has happened, but we had the rare double zero where Jordan had two players on his team, the Washington defense and Jared Cook, that have zeros. I mean, I've seen zeros before. I've seen like a negative before, but I, I don't think I've ever two players the same week get zero for a single team. That is. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Um, I was, I meant to look at this, but I'll do it now because I have it in front of me. Um, Jordan was the second lowest scorer ever in our league. Do you know who was oh, the – Oh, yeah, of course we know the, the lowest. That is our good friend, Nick. <laughs> Nick, week 13 in 2017. That's right. 44 so, points. Yep. It's close. He's got, again, Jordan gave him a run for his money today or this week. Yes, only second sub-50 that we've ever had. So congratulations, yeah. Jordan. <laughs> uh, you want anything else? To... No. Nothing else? Let me see if I've got any fun little things here. No, 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 no. Let's move on. Um, team tiers. So I decided to keep them mm-hmm. from here until we, we hit the playoffs because why not? And I decided to keep Kyle on the throne. Well, his team kind of decided to keep himself on the throne. So he's now alone at seven and three atop our league. And the challengers, we have a change. I moved Evan out from the challengers. We'll talk about where he landed. And I moved myself up into the challenger. So now we have Tim, Kyle Schroeder, and myself as the three top challengers to 
Kyle. And then I have a new a new segment here. I, I call them the sweaty palms. They're just okay, trying good. to hold, yep. hold on. And that's Jordan and Nick. They just they, they're just not doing so well, but they've got they're in the playoffs right now. Jordan six and four, Nick five and five, but the palms are getting sweaty. They're 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 sliding down. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we do Joe, where you think both of those end up. And then, and then, Joe, we've got some people joining you in the identity crisis realm. I put Evan down there because Evan, Evan's supposed to be good. You look at his team, and I think we all would agree it's supposed to be good, but he just, he just can't pull it together. Teams are really struggling. And Andy, he got upgraded from better luck next year to identity crisis because he thought he was supposed to be doing bad. And now he's doing good. So I, he's probably sitting there like, what do I do? Do I go back and try again? Do I just ride this out? So you've got some other people, Joe, who are suffering identity crises as well. What if he starts trading his draft picks that he got from like Kyle Bash for other good players? <laughs> like he reversed it this week. I don't know. Um, so I don't think people are willing to trade though right now. I've tried, I, I've tried probably like 17 trades. Maybe it's just the, the bad trades, but I don't sense that outside of Andy, people are really looking to to do too much of the draft pick trading. Brian specifically, I'm not sure what he's what he's doing. Maybe he's just not paying attention anymore. But I know he is. He's doing it transactions. I, 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 I talked to I talked to him. Um, I, I think that uh, he I, I'm pretty sure he wants to keep a hold of his team because he likes how he's going to look in the consolation bracket. And I think he just wants to hold on to it. I don't know. So I, 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 because I, I was texting him about Hopkins and what he's thinking about selling him for draft picks. Anyway, but um, uh, by the way, I don't know if you like saw this, but I did have an updated percentage for playoff percentages that I posted. I think yesterday. So the first one wasn't 100% correct. So Andy's actually still kind of hurting for his playoff chances. I had it at like 40% guaranteed, in which. I should have just had a smell test of like, okay, does that make sense with his current roster? And it's like down to nine or ten percent. Still, he oh, could he could increase that and he could still do it, but it's yeah. Anyway, all right. Transactions this week were kind of ho hum. Evan picked up Damian Harris for eighteen dollars. I definitely think I gave up on him a little too soon. And Joe, you got Salvan Ahmed for fifteen dollars, and he. He's the type of player. I don't know if you have a shot at making the. You gotta you gotta win out, I think, to make the playoffs or have some things break the right way. But he's the type of player that wins people their fantasy leagues out of nowhere. This random guy. Not saying he will, but he's definitely in that mold. If like Miles Gaskin doesn't come back, um, so curious. Like, to the, see Dave, how like the David Johnson of 2017. They just picked up that, yeah. Yeah, and there was like. Was it last year or the year before when Alvin Kamara was out and Latavius Murray went off? And you just you get these players every every so often that come on strong right at the end of the year in the fantasy playoffs. So, well, let's hope that's him. I don't know. We'll see. Week eleven matchups, Joe. I'm going to start with yours against Brian. You are four and six. Brian is three and seven. This truly is a, a winner goes home. I, I think, if I'm correct, that Brian still has some mathematical way of making a playoffs. Am I correct? He does, yes. He does. Okay. Well, I, I think somehow he is going to win. I think the bottom falls out for you this week. No. And 
I know it's, it's tough. And the biggest start sit questions that I have on this one is who does Brian start at wide receiver? And so the options that he has, let's get there. I know he has, okay. So he has right now, Oh, that's your team. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> let's go to Brian's team. He has DeAndre Hopkins, who just played last night. We're recording this on Friday morning. We should disclaim that. And he has Will Fuller and Chase Claypool in. On his bench, however, he has Calvin Ridley and Robbie Anderson. Do you think he should keep Will Fuller and Chase Claypool? Or do you think that he should put in Calvin Ridley, who appears to be coming back from an injury, or Robbie Anderson playing Detroit? Uh, Chase Claypool needs to stay in there, I think. Um, I mean, it's possible he just has another stinker uh, randomly, but his target's 9, 13, 10 the last few weeks. Uh, uh, you know, I would even – I know it sounds crazy, and you may disagree with me. It would be a high-risk play. But what about, like, putting in Nehem Hines over Jonathan Taylor? I mean, Nehem I think so. Hines. Isn't it Naheem? Sure. Yeah. Knee him. Knee him. Um, I don't know. I know that's not the question oh. you asked, but. Ah, uh... <laughs> uh, I would not. I would not do that. Um, I. Oof. May, uh, maybe I would. Jeez. That's, I don't know. It, that's difficult. I, think, I, I feel like this is like the week that Jonathan Taylor falls into the end zone. So I think against Green Bay, he's got a good chance of doing that. And on the wide receiver front, I disagree with you. I, if Ridley's coming back, I would start him over Chase Claypool. I would leave Fuller in there, and I would actually sit Claypool. And Big Ben on the road end, big favorite. Didn't do so hot in that position against Dallas. Could this be a running game? Uh, I think that's where I would go, Ridley over Claypool for him. Well, I do think I'm going to win. This this one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb on um, uh, and say this is not a make it or break it for me, depending on Kyle Schroeder's and uh, your matchup. I think if Evan and Kyle Schroeder lose and I lose, I still have a shot. But um, we can get to that later. Well, why don't we get into it now? Let's look at my matchup. I'm six and four going against Evan, who is four and six. Sounds like you want me to win this week. Do you think I actually will? I think so. Um, I, I, I think that you, um, I don't know. Evan's team is in a free fall right now. And it, it's, it's going to be close. Like I, I have actually you guys projected for my little tool thing as the t top two highest uh, scores for the week. And so – I don't know. There could be some positive regression with touchdowns and which could push him up, but I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to say that you're going to win this week. I, I would, I was looking at the, who I thought would be the highest score this week also. And I always think it's going to be Tim, which turns out to be right more times than not, but yeah, if it true. wasn't him, doesn't end up being him. Then I was thinking it would come from this matchup. I, Joe, am in trouble, though, because something funky is going to happen in that New Orleans-Atlanta game, and Evan's going to end up having two starting quarterbacks on his roster playing Taysom Hill. <laughs> so I, 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 I crossed my 
pick him up. I was like, ah, should I pick him up just because I didn't want like anyone else to have him or play him against me. And lo and behold, I get a text from Evan and he's basically gloating that he picked up Taysom Hill. Yeah. So that has me, that has me nervous. Although I do really like the matchups for a lot of my players. Uh, there's, there's only one start sit question that I have on my roster and then we'll turn to Evan. I keep kind of going back and forth in my flex between Kalen Balage your favorite guy, Kayan, however you say and, yep. and then there's Deontay Johnson and DJ Chark, who are both down in that Pittsburgh-Jacksonville matchup. If you were running this team, who would you put in the flex? Um, I think that I would I would keep uh, Kayan Bayage in there just because I think he – well, gosh. Okay, so he's the afternoon game, and – Oh, no, the other two are noon games. Never mind. Because I think he is a higher floor play. So that's why, I was, that's why I was thinking. So if you had some more information on do you need, like, a higher score or, like, a upside. Because I don't think he's an upside pick. But I still think I would put him in just, yeah. Okay. So. And then on Evans, does he roll with Michael Thomas? Or does he keep Tyler Boyd as his wide receiver I'm going to pick the wrong one. So, I mean, I think Michael Thomas still, but I think. um, Yeah. Yeah. I like the narrative of that. Whoever is going to be the starting quarterback, it looks like it'll actually probably be Jameis Winston, but him or Taysom Hill, that they're going to want to find their security blankets. And so I think it's going to be a heavy, heavy dose of targets to Thomas and and Kamara again in this game. I think so. Yep. It's good. Well, the matchup you were alluding to was Kyle Schroeder versus Tim. Did you say you're going to win or Evan? Uh, I think Evan's going to win. Okay. All right. And is Kyle Schroeder versus Tim, both five and five. Tim's already off to a really good start here. He's got 37 points between Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett in Thursday night's game. Uh, That aside, did that change anything for you, Joe? Who do you think is going to win this matchup? I had I had Tim before this. I, I I don't know how I pick against Tim the rest of the year, to be honest. Uh, so I just yep, I have him. His team's good. I how did this happen? He did it all in the draft, didn't he? Yeah, I'm confused. I don't even think that he's traded anything. Uh, Darren oh, well, Waller. He got Kamara. No, he got Kamara. That was the uh, that was before the draft. Oh yeah. yeah, no, that was before. Uh, he nailed it. That's all I got to say. Congratulations. The pickup of J.D. McKissick is just solid. Like, he provides such a high floor right now because yep. Alex Smith throws the ball to him 15 times a game. So, well done. Might be a little premature to cha- crown you as champion, but um, it's looking like this is this could be the guy. This is the late charge here that can yep. win this league. Uh, yeah. Start with your question. yeah, Tim. I have Tim. I think they're all starting the right guys, unless you see anything yeah. different. No, I don't have any starts at question. All right, let's, let's move over to the other five and five matchup this week. We've got the Limp Noodle versus Q Ruminer Ferdinand. Um, exactly. Yep, good. Yeah. Um, I have Nick winning. I just can't imagine that Andy's going to – outperform his projection and that his opponent's going to dress and underperform three weeks in a row. That said, when you look at Andy's roster still outside of his RB2 slot, which is J.K. Dobbins right now, pretty good. Still pretty yeah. good. So I, 
I think he's got a good shot. You know, if he, I think he'd be better served making the consolation bracket and having, you know, a go at the one seed than make it into a championship bracket. I, I don't really think he's got a, a good path there. So <laughs> but he might actually be hoping to lose this week as well. But what are you thinking? Uh, I think Nick's going to win. Is it too early to say that he won our trade? Swift and Godwin versus and Herbert and Henderson. I think that he probably, as of right now, he's got me. But yeah, I, I think he, I think he might have you there. I thought Henderson was just gonna take over the take it over and go for it. You know, like I, I that's so dumb. Like now that I have to say it in my mind, it's like, oh yeah, that's dumb. It's the Rams backfield. But anyway, that's what I was thinking. So we both have Nick winning this one, and then that brings us to the last matchup of this week. Uh, two of our top teams, six and four, Jordan versus the King, seven and three. Jordan's off to a, I say, a surprisingly good start. Before yesterday's game, I was like, is he really going to start Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds? And lo and behold, they both got touchdowns last night. So he is really still in the thick of things. But do you think that's going to hold, Joe, or do you think that Kyle's going to find his way? up to eight and three. I think uh, Jordan takes this one. Um, and I had Jordan even before his, his good showing um, last night with Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. That is super good starts. Yeah, that's bold, but that was really good for him. Um, so I, I, I love that. And, and I love him. Oh, wow. That's no, so I sweet. I, I do, yeah. And so th- there you guys go. You guys heard it from me first. Anyway, so I think it, oh, I think Jordan wins. I think, uh, yeah, he drops this one. Kyle Bash. I don't. I, I felt better about my Kyle prediction before last night's game, but Kyle's another one. I feel like every week he and Tim, I just can't see them losing with the types of players they have on their roster. So I'm going to go with him. But we do have kind of an interesting scenario that I kind of wonder if we can test out. Maybe you and Jordan can figure this out. So the question has come up with the trade deadline being noon on Monday, which in hindsight, that really doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, sure. Yep. Uh-huh. Good. <laughs> it, it should probably be like midnight on a Wednesday or something or noon on a Thursday before the, the next week. But because it is the way it is, and we're not going to change it now, um, we are going to honor however ESPN allows trades to be handled. And so here's the, here's the question in, in the air. And if someone knows, please let us know. Otherwise, maybe we can try it out with some of these Thursday night players. Do, can you trade, will ESPN let you trade a player who has already played like this week? So if you had someone, Joe, play for you on Sunday or someone here played on Thursday, can that player be traded before the trade deadline? Like, will ESPN allow that? Or because they've already been – they played and they're kind of locked up, are they not going to be allowed to be traded until, you know, technically, you know, Tuesday, which is past our deadline? Yeah. I, well, from what I read, I think that they, they will still – you can still accept it, and they will, it will just go through on Tuesday morning um, if it's locked, like if players are locked. We can just test it. Like, I can just send one to you or to Jordan for Kenyon Drake – or something like that, and we could just have an agreement to switch back if, if it's uh, you know, if it actually goes through on Tuesday. Um, yeah, I don't have. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah, because nothing will happen 
now? Like if, if you, if you go and try to do a trade with Jordan right now, what happens? Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> Terrible. But just so you guys know that we're not sure how it's going to go down. We will accept however ESPN handles it. Um, we're not going to manually force trades to go through. So, uh, you know, take the risk if you want, if you want to try to, if you're thinking about playing someone and then depending on how your week goes, flipping them for draft picks or assets, um, the, you know, that's your risk to take that it may not go through, but um, you're also welcome to, to do that. And if it does go through, then perfect. We will, we will let that happen. We'll let the draft pick trades go through. It, I think Joe, what you and I need to decide here real fast for the league is um, my thought is, is that if, if players are not allowed to be traded like player for player, like if that's something that gets restricted, I think we also have to say that no to players being traded for draft picks if they've already had their games played as well. Sure. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Everyone be watching. If you have any questions about that, if you're in last minute trade talks, you know, text me um, over the weekend and um, we'll be as fair as we possibly can. Okay. Predictions, Joe? Yeah. um, Playoff predictions. So um, sometimes I, I mean, it's no surprise to everyone. I, I let numbers do my thinking for me, which is not always the best thing I need to actually think for myself because my numbers that I that I I create myself so it's not even real you know they're just my own numbers uh so I kind of looked at right you created that you created your own numerical system a couple of years back yeah it's 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 base 64 so instead of base 10 like we have it just starts over at 64 because that's my favorite number I, I can tell you guys about it later but um, it's a little complicated, but, um, anyway, so I, but I did look at like maybe the top five, 10, uh, most likely scenarios and just kind of picked one that I thought might work and that was favorable for me so I can keep my hope up. Um, and so <laughs> I, I think that Kyle Bash is, will not make it. No, it's not. I think, uh, Kyle Bash, you, Tim are locks. That's I actually, agree. Um, now I, I'm even going to, I'm going to go to the extent of saying Tim gets a buy. That's what I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he gets in the top two. Um, I think he, he, he gets his, uh, gets a buy. And I think Kyle Bash misses out on a buy. I think he's third. I know. Yeah. I think he's, he drops two out of the three. Um, you win two out of the three, and Tim wins either two out of the three or three out of the like all three. And you guys, I think, have the tiebreaker over Kyle Bash for points. Um, well, Tim would have to. Tim would have to. Oh, he would have to win out. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, still, I'm I'm keeping with that prediction. Um, the the what's harder is I think Jordan probably sneaks in there. I think he, he gets one. And if he's seven and six, I think there's no way he doesn't make it just with. Um, and so I think he, he does get in there. Uh, Nick, I feel like with McCaffrey out for maybe this week, maybe even next week, we'll see. 
I'm with Mike Davis. I think he holds up. I, uh, he wins this week, and he's looking good. Um, then I have no idea. But because I picked a scenario that I liked, I'm going to say that I get in there somehow. Even if I lose one, I really do think that I can be six and seven. Uh, as long as I beat Evan next week and I tie Kyle Schroeder at six and seven, I think I can be, get the points tiebreaker and get that sixth seed. Um, so that's my prediction. I think that uh, it, 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 I think it will come down to next week. Me or Evan will get in. And sorry, Kyle Schroeder. I know you're five and five, and we're both four and six. I just think that he drops. That's what I think. All right. Very good. Very good. I will agree that I think Jordan finds a way to get in there. I think he loses this week and then wins next week against Nick. Um, so I'll have, we have those same four off the top. And then I believe in Kyle Schroeder's team. I think he will find his way in. And I, beyond that, I'm going to go with Evan. I think Nick's somehow going to fall out, and I'll kind of talk about why I think that in a second. And then I think Evan's going to sneak his way back in. I, I really do think he's got a great shot at winning this week against me. I, he really needs that. And we're going to have a 6-7 and seven team in the playoffs this year. Yeah, it, for it, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It's going to happen somehow. I, that's not really a bold prediction, but I, I feel very strongly about that. Two things I, I don't like um, for Nick. Um, one is his schedule. So I think he is, you know, even if he wins this week against Andy and moves to six and five, he then finishes off with Jordan and Kyle Schroeder. And I think both of them have slightly better rosters. And I think that's going to kind of push him up. And if I looked last time, Nick's not, he's sitting at five on the, on the points per game. I, I easily I could see him dropping. What else is not working in his favor is I did a quick analysis over the last three years of which teams perform the best between weeks 11 and 13. Mm -hmm. And Nick, Nick is one in eight. Oh, geez. Come on. This is where he, he doesn't really thrive. Um, you have any, you want to take a guess? There's two teams that go seven and two or went seven and two the last three years kind of leading up to the playoffs. Any idea who those two might be? Tim. Tim is one of them. Uh, Jordan. And Jordan, yes. Yeah! That's exactly right. <laughs> yep, Tim and Jordan have gone seven and two. And so I think, uh, I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> um, if they're just better managers because now they have all the healthy people or if they've gotten their rosters in a good spot by this time of year. But they've tend to thrive here. Kyle Schroeder and Brian, six and three. Kyle Bash, five and four. Andy and Evan, four and five. And then, I'm actually three and six and you're two and seven. Wow. So we don't do so hot. Yeah, apparently not. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our prediction. Uh, we got a few moments here, Joe. You want to hop into the DFS segment? Yeah. You want to share your screen? Sharon. Sharon and Karen. Last Maybe. week, I don't know how our, our team did – that we picked on the podcast, but we both had our individual lineups do pretty good. Yeah, we both <laughs> won money. Don, you should share yeah. what, what happened with yours. Well, I, I don't play for big stakes, but I finally started my DraftKings account and entered some contests, and I got $100. So now I don't Crazy. I win our fantasy league. I know it's probably small potatoes out there, but first time, first lineup I ever put in, 
um, got me some dollar dollar bills. I think that's um, that's pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I don't want your pride to get in the way, obviously. But I just it was pretty good. It was a very high yeah. scoring lineup. So fair yeah. enough. Well, Joe, let's we're up here in a couple of minutes. We're gonna probably go quicker okay. than we need to. Um, did we get any uh, lineup submissions this week from the league? I'm not sure if we. we did. We actually didn't this week. No. That's fair enough. Do you want me to start off with the first pick? Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm going to spend money right off the top. I think Dalvin Cook against the Dallas Cowboys. He's in for another big week. He's nine thousand dollars, but I'm going to start him off there. Uh, can you go back to the thing? Um, okay. So, um, I'm going to go with kind of a start out with a cheaper option at quarterback, Joe Burrow. Let's go. Oh, I think that they, they've been they've been they've been uh, uh, hitting their stride. His his wide receivers are. I think that I can see a big game for him this week. I think he's a low owned maybe as well. Okay, so we're we're kind of all in this stack business nowadays. So I know, if yeah. we're looking Burrow, we're looking to probably get one or two more players on Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Mixon is not going to play. Does that mean that we kind of like Gio Bernard as a pass yes. back? Is that yes. going to roll with? He's, okay, he's also 5,500. He's a cheaper running back option. We'll put him in there right next to Dalvin Cook. So, um, sorry, I should know this. Who who is who is uh? Washington. They're playing Washington. Okay. All right. Um, well, man, I was going to say Devontae Adams. He may not be um, playing now. Uh, but let's do uh, Terry McLaurin. Like you highlighted him. I mean, I mean, you know, I, he's, yeah. On well, the last other week, last week, the, the Cincinnati Bengals did give up three top 10 performances to three different Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. So oh, yeah. Yeah. with Washington having really one wide out, well, two, if you count J.D. McKissick, I think he's, he's probably going to be an extremely popular pick. Actually. But oh, okay. um, so over here, let's take a look at the tight end position. I, I wanted to spend up and be very hopeful that Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson find some magic this week, but I'm going to go further down the board and say that this is the get right game for Dallas Goddard um, against Cleveland. He's, he's starting to get more targets. I just feel that it's, it's, it's due and I'd rather be catching him now than trying to overpay for him next week when he, when he goes off for a big week. So $3,800 Dallas Goddard. Great. Um, what about, Man, I don't know why they're um, why it's so cheap. Um, but maybe we, we can like spend up on our flex and other wide receiver. But uh, Miami, I, I feel like Miami against Denver, they're they are at thirty four hundred. That, that's I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something there. But I just feel like that's uh, yeah. No, I don't think you're missing anything. Anything there? It's it's just going to altitude. Rookie first time there. I think there's probably some trepidation, but I guess it doesn't have anything to do with 
the defense playing the horrible Denver offense. Yeah. Um, I can there as well. Um, going back over to wide receivers, I'm going to do a really off the wall pick, another cheap one to give us money. Uh, Minnesota's secondary still not so great. I'm hoping that the Dallas Cowboys come out. This is their kind of like prove it game. One of their wide receivers, I think, is going to have a good week. Why not take Michael Gallup to to have a couple of big passes down the sideline? Dalton was targeting him quite a bit um, in that first game. Again, if um, Dalton's out and we got was it Gilbert playing, we might want to kind of think about this. But assuming Dalton plays, I like Gallup there. Nice. Um, okay, so both. So, so 6,100 on average for a flex and one more wide receiver. How much is Tyler Boyd? Boyd is 5,600. Boom. Done. Because another one for Joe Burrow. And T. Higgins may not play. I know he's questionable right now with an illness. I don't know how bad it is, or but could offer up more targets for him as well. Perfect. So that leaves us at 6,600. We'll pick this one together for our flex. And how much money do you feel comfortable leaving on the table? I'll highlight 200, 300? Yeah, 200, 200 at most probably. All right, well, we'll do it this way. So our running backs that we're looking at then are James Robinson uh, against the Steelers. Doesn't excite me. Ezekiel Elliott against the Vikings. He does not excite me. James Conner against Jacksonville in that same matchup. He just keeps letting us down. Uh, DeAndre Swift and Joe Mixon, I'm, well, he's out. So DeAndre Swift, 6,400. I kind of got my eye on that. And then on the you, wait, side, you think, sorry, you, you said James Conner's letting you down? Has he not been doing well lately? I guess I haven't really paid attention. Yeah, he's not doing so hot. Just talk to Adam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, well, um, you also the mentioned, you mentioned earlier that you think that this could be a run game for James Conner. I know. I think it could just be an ugly game. I don't. I don't. I, that game gives me the heebie-jeebies. Right. I, are you liking Connor? Is that he? We can go with him. I'm kind of thinking going down the further on the board. I'm not sure why Swift's projection is so low, but 6,400 um, Swift against Carolina. They've not done so hot against running backs, and he's really been coming on. The only reason why I would push back against that is because I think he's more of a high floor instead of like a high ceiling player. But I don't know. I mean, he had like 20-something points last time, so I mean, it's possible. But um, let's go with – jeez. You want Connor? Do you want James Robinson? No, let's, let's go with Connor. I think Connor. Can we pick him? I know. I, it's risky. We're putting them in. I don't. I don't like that we now have picked three players on our, on our team, that are on Evans' roster who I'm playing. So that really <laughs> does give me confidence in my chances this week. But our final <laughs> roster, every dollar is Joe Burrow, uh, Dalvin Cook, Gio Bernard, and James Conner. Our wide receivers: Terry McLaurin, Tyler Boyd, Michael Gallup. Uh, tight end: Dallas Goddard. And our defense: Miami. I feel better this week. Yeah, I think so. Um, Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging in there. Sorry for the, the late recording and posting this week. And uh, if you guys do happen to know definitively anything about how the trade deadline is going to work on ESPN, text Joe or I, or if you guys want to try it out with one of us, um, 
hit us up. We want to make sure we're we're <laughs> we want to make sure there's no surprises come come Monday or Tuesday. Yep. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a happy Bye. Thanksgiving.